Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Scoop, serving up Fantasy Sundays for your football Sunday. Uh, I am your host, Chase Grabowski, joined with my wonderful co-host, as always, James Treefry. Um, we're going to cover some different stuff this week. Uh, we're going to try and make it a little bit maybe shorter than last week, just try to get you guys in and out because it is Wednesday, but uh, it's going to be a good time. Um, so we're going to start off with a segment um, questions for each other. We're just going to shoot each other a question. We have no idea what question we're asking each other, um, but we're just going to ask it and see where it goes. So James, I got a question for you. Are you ready? Go for it. What is your prediction for the top scoring quarterback by the end of the year? Who will it be? By the end of the season, top scoring quarterback. So the current rankings, as far as ESPN goes, are Kyler Murray at number one. Pat Mahomes, number two, Josh Allen, number three, Russell Wilson, number four, and then Prescott's number five. But if you don't include him because he's on IR, we have Deshaun Watson as the sixth spot. Who would you go for? Okay, that's a that is a that's a very interesting question. I like that one a lot. Um, oh, boy, you know, um. I'm gonna go with Pat Mahomes. I'm not. I I'm not gonna bet against him. Um, I'm I'm the type of per. I'm I'm one of the people that thinks that Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback that I've ever seen. He's to me the total package, and I believe that with this new playoff format and the number one seed being so much more valuable, that's going to limit the resting that happens at the end of the season. Like sometimes the top players that are on these playoff juggernauts might underperform down the stretch in playoff championship time in the fantasy world because they've already sewed up their uh, playoff spots. Like last year, for instance, if you had a week 17 championship game and you had Dalvin cook, well, the Vikings had the guaranteed six seed. So Dalvin sat out and you know, what, what good did it do you to draft him in the first round or wherever you did. But this year it's a lot different. And the chiefs, I know that they're going to want home field advantage. Arrowhead is a tough place to play, and they're going to have a lot of games that are going to be considered must-wins if they want to acquire that because they got a lot of competition in the AFC, much more competition than we previously thought. So Mahomes, who I believe is still the best quarterback in the NFL, is going to do just that, and he's going to be putting up some wild numbers in that process. So I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes on that one. Yeah, it's hard for me to get bet against uh, Mahomes, as you know. Probably everybody listening to this would say, "Oh, Pat Mahomes easily." Um, the reason I ask that, I mean, I have Mahomes and I have Murray in two different leagues, um, but it's interesting if you go on FantasyPros.com um, and you look at matchup rating um, versus defenses for Pat Mahomes and Kyler Murray, the top two currently. Um, Pat Mahomes, a one st- just for people who know, uh, one star reference, a one star matchup is. Um, a bad matchup, so something that's going to be a little bit tougher to score some points on. And then a five-star matchup would be the easiest matchup you can get. Pat Holmes for the rest of the season has one, two, three. So three matchups that are two stars or less. So those are going to be three um, matchups where you might expect him to score some le- uh, a smaller amount of points. But he does have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six uh, four-plus star uh, matchups. So he's got six out of nine games where he's going to be looking to essentially go off and Kyler Murray in comparison he has one he has two two star less matchups so 
two one less chance for a dud essentially and then as far as five star matchups one two three four five he has six also um four plus star matchups ahead on a schedule so they kind of have a decently like same schedule i think it's kind of a toss-up but here is where i might like i guess make people think that i'm kind of crazy but i would think gonna finish uh number one this year yeah th- i mean that's not a bad pick i, I it's that's kind of who i was thinking i was either gonna go with him russell wilson or pat mahomes i'm I, i'm not quite sold on josh allen there yet um yeah deshaun, not, never mind. deshaun watson i just don't think he has the weapons to keep up with the guys that we just mentioned because you look at all these guys you know because uh you got mahomes he has tyreek hill Murray's got DeAndre Hopkins and I think, you know, you got to put DK Metcalf the way he's been playing in that conversation as a weapon for a quarterback. And that's something Mm -hmm. that Deshaun Watson just doesn't have right now. So I look at that and I say that those are going to be the quarterbacks that are going to, I think those are definitely the top three or there is Murray Mahomes and Wilson, but out of those three, I definitely would bet on Mahomes. Yeah, only reason I say Murray is because of the fact that even if he does turn the ball over three times one game like he did against the Lions this year, he still put up 21.7 points because he also had 29 yards and a rushing touchdown. He's got one, two, three, four, six rushing touchdowns this year, um, which, I mean, Mahomes can kind of run too, but Murray is basically a second running back on top of a quarterback. He's just got double the amount of times to try and put up some fantasy points. So that, I think, by the end of the day, it might leave Murray a little bit ahead, but it's honestly a toss-up between those two. So I I guess we were going to go Mahomes for you, Murray for me. At the end of the year, we'll see who wins and whoever doesn't win. Um, let's say, James, you're a Vikings fan, aren't you? <laughs> yes, sir. Let's just, okay, at the end of the year, if I'm wrong, I will talk, I will have a one-minute uh, monologue about how good the Vikings are, and if I win, you do the same for the Packers. How does that sound? All right, I'm in. I'm in. Don't usually yeah, have a, that great of luck with. Ga- I don't. I don't usually have that great of luck with gambling. But you know what? Why not? <laughs> it's 2020. Anybody can gamble, I, right? I, I got. I got a lot of good things to say about the Packers. You know, I'm impressed yeah. with what they've done. So yeah, I could talk about Delvin Cook for a whole minute if I wanted to. <laughs> that is very true. I mean, he is the whole offense, basically. <laughs> all right, man. My question for you is this, and this is all about Andy Dalton. Oh. Okay. See now, now, and now I'm I'm kind of gonna. Th- th- this is gonna be a little bit of a loaded question because I'm gonna kind of add my perspective on this situation. I think people are being way too critical of Andy Dalton right out of the gate. I watched that last game because I had a lot of fantasy implications in that game. So despite it being a blowout, I pretty much watched the entire game. That offensive line of the Cowboys just could not perform at all. They were dropping passes, just blown, just bad blocking, and it just was not. It was not Andy Dalton's fault to my eye. And I believe that Andy Dalton with the weapons, the Cowboys have could potentially be a quarterback that could put up really decent numbers, not quite as good as Prescott, but like you said, in our last topic, Prescott was top five or is top five still, you know, even with the week of injury after being out last week. So he's still top five, even after a week of inactivity and Dalton is right there with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Ezekiel Elliott. Do you believe that Andy Dalton could be 
a decent piece to stash as a potential backup quarterback? I don't even have to argue with this one. Um, he's in two of my redrafts. He's my third quarterback currently. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. I I mean, with that offense, you, I would think that it'd be foolish to not think about stashing Andy Dalton. Just to the fact of the weapons he's got. I mean, even if he plays mediocre, CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Gallup. You could even put Cedric Wilson in there, I suppose. But, I mean, right now I've got, in one of my teams, I have Amari Cooper, Andy Dalton, and CeeDee Lamb all starting in one of my lineups. I mean, not bad. Not, I don't think it's bad. bad it's done well for me. Last week, CeeDee Lamb had 13 and Cooper had 20. Dalton didn't do great, but it's his first week of the offense. I wouldn't freak out yet. I would stash him 100%. I don't even need to look at the stats. Uh, 100%. Go for it. Yeah, he's dead. And, and, you know, he he was, to me, over. I think over the years, even in Cincinnati, you could argue that he was a quarterback that should at least be owned in most leagues, I would think, for the mm-hmm. numbers he was putting up. I mean, he, he, was, he was in Cincinnati, so it's not a very luxurious place to pick up fantasy players. But he did have numbers that would suggest that he's a top 20 quarterback, and that's ownable in most leagues. So he's the starting quarterback for Dallas for the rest of the season, and they're making a playoff push. So he's definitely a, a guy that you want to stash in your lineups. Yeah, I, I think I think people who think that he's not worth it is is crazy, especially some of the quarterback injuries we've got this year. Um, yeah, I would get Andy Dalton. I'd take Andy Dalton over Tua. Oof. You know I'm a Tua fan. I know, but no, yeah, I, I, know. I, I, I mean, I, that's a, that's a, that's a complete off-topic um, subject. But I think the Dolphins are making a huge mistake. So do I. I agree with you on that one. I, I thought Fitz, uh, I thought Fitz. I mean, would be did, great. Did we not? I mean, but the thing of it is, is did we not see what a hip injury did to Isaiah Thomas in the basketball world? And you're gonna have Tua come back from a hip injury like that in football? And to me, I think Tua still looks a little undersized. I think he needs to get a little bit stronger, especially, you know, if he's going to be running around, if he's going to be a bit mobile. I don't think he's ready. I think Tua's going to be great. I think Tua's going to be the best quarterback out of this Lawrence, Burrow, Herbert, uh, Justin Fields. I think Tua's going to be the best out of all those guys. But with that injury, he needs to wait a year. And I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was the perfect guy for him to sit behind, a guy that's as humble as they come, a guy that's been everywhere, a guy that's got all the NFL experience that you need that's seen the ins and outs of everything and is going to teach Tua all about that. And they were 3-3, three and three, so Tua gets a chance to be around a team that might contend for the division. I, and I just, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I mean, I also have Ryan Fitzpatrick in one of my leagues as my third quarterback, so I'm a little biased towards that. Um, yeah, you can't really rush that injury back. I think it's kind of I th- I just think it's crazy fast. I don't know. I think of you can't really judge it off of two series. I don't think he's ready. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, last game I didn't really count it cuz it was a blowout, so Oh, yeah, I know. But, but okay, I know enough about Tua. It's not even fantasy related. <laughs> but all right. I had to get that so off my chest. Thing... No, I get it, man. No, totally, totally fine. Yeah, speak your mind. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. So our next segment would be, uh, so we're going to be talking about trade targets for injured running backs. So I am dealing with a really bad uh, case of running back injured itis, if you call it that. Um, Right now we have Joe Mixon, questionable this week for the foot injury. 
Mark Ingram's questionable with an ankle ankle injury. Melvin Gordon's drunk. Um, Eckler <laughs> is oh. on the IR. Chubb's still on the IR. McCaffrey's still on the IR. Barkley's still on the IR. Dalvin Cook missed last week. Uh, Miles Sanders is going to miss this week. Mostert is on IR. And now Fournette, I mean, he's just kind of another throw-in, but he's also missed three games this year through with an ankle injury. So my question is, who would you be targeting to to pick up um, to replace one of those uh, injured running backs? Well, a guy that I don't think, I mean, I don't think that you mentioned Raheem Mostert, who has another high ankle sprain. And I would be targeting Jarek McKinnon because in a PPR league, he's going to be a monster. In those two weeks that Mostert was out and McKinnon was the number one guy, he's consistently put up double-digit points. So you have to look at McKinnon as a guy that you could probably trade for. Maybe if you have somebody riding your bench, maybe a backup tight end, a backup quarterback, if another team needs a quarterback, if you can get McKinnon, I'd be targeting Jarek McKinnon. And another guy that I'd be targeting from the Washington football team is J.D. McKissick because he has improved his point production every single week of this season, and he's slowly moving himself into that number one role with the Washington football team. He led them in carries and touches last week out of their backfield, and all the other running backs, Gibson and um, who is it, Peyton Barber, their workload is being decreased. So I'm looking at J.D. McKissick, who's also a PBR thread, just like McKinnon is they're actually are very similar in their play styles. And I think those guys with all these injuries are great guys to have around on your roster because especially with the injuries and the bye weeks, those are two nice guys to just plug in and they might just get you double digit points and you won't have to sweat it. Yeah. You know, it's funny uh, that one of my targets uh, is actually also on the Washington football team. Can you uh, can you guess it, who that is? Is is it is it Gibson or is it Bryce Love? It's Gibson. It's Gibson. Okay. So here here's my take on that. So I have Gibson in every single one of my leagues this year, and I have five. So that's uh, I mean, that may be a little biased here because I like Gibson a lot, but here's why I think so. Um, in three out of six games this year, um, he's got a touchdown, which obviously touchdowns are huge, and he's still getting some mm-hmm. some decent um, you know, touchdown percentages. Um, but on top of that, he's also the leading receiving back in the Washington backfield. And he's got three plus catches the last four weeks. Um, he hasn't been getting a lot of carries per se, but he's been scoring still a decent amount. He had 20 points, I think three weeks ago. Um, this week he's projected for 16.7. Um, last week he kind of had a, a, a slower one with a 9.5 total, but he scored 10 plus points in four out of six games this year. So... I would honestly stash Gibson. I don't think he would cost very much either. So if you're, I mean, he's going to be rostered in a lot of leagues. But I would say, especially with the NFC East being a shit show, I mean, Dallas is uh, two and four and they're in first place. I would definitely be looking at Antonio Gibson for a cheap pickup. But JD McKissick also is a really good, really good target. I, I would agree with that one on your side. Yeah. And I'm also, I mean, I'm also a little biased too because I've always been a bit of a fan of JD McKissick, especially when he was back in Seattle. I like, I've always liked his skill set. I've like, I've always liked guys that like McKinnon and McKissick that you can plug in. He just wasn't in the right situation in Seattle, but Washington's using him more and more as the season goes on. So Gibson, uh, McKissick, these guys are good to stash. 
You know, it's actually funny, too. On one of my leagues, which is why I thought of this segment, is because one of my leagues, three of, so this league is a, it's a super flex league, so you can put a running back in three different spots if you'd like. Um, but I have Chubb on the IR. I also have Barkley on the IR. And then I just had Mostert also hit the IR. So right now I'm starting Chase Edmonds, and I'm also starting uh, Leonard Fournette currently, but he also may miss this week. So I may have to start someone like, Jamichael, uh, what's his name from the from the 49ers? Um, McKinnon? Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Oh, Jeff Wilson. Oh, man. It's it's rough over here. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking, like, oh, if I can get Gibson really cheap, but I also got him in a lot of leagues. But this is the one league where I don't have Gibson anymore because I traded him for Barkley way back in the beginning. Oh, man. Yeah, that's 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 that 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 injury bug hit you hard. I, w- I was I was on the fortunate side of this year's injury bug in a lot of my leagues. I really have kind of treaded lightly on that. I haven't had too many major injuries. You're lucky. Really? I mean, I had Barkley in a couple of leagues, but that's about it. You know, I've been really been having guys hit the IR a, a whole ton. To be honest, my Achilles heel like it always is, is just the tight end position. Oh, who's your main tight end right now in, in this in most three leagues? Like who you, um, who you I, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, honestly, in one, in one of my leagues, it's been Jared Cook, Gasicki. I'm done with Gasicki. I'm, I've dropped him in all my leagues. He just put up Oof. a goose egg. I'm done with mm-hmm. him. I'm plugging in Jared Cook. I think he's a good guy to have, especially with the way that Saints offense moves. Um, I'm trying to pull off a trade for Darren Waller uh, in – one of my leagues, the guy wants a running back, so I'm thinking I might have to give up either David Montgomery or Melvin Gordon to get Waller, but I just can't have this tight end hole. So it's going to be... You'll probably, uh, probably have to give up both of those guys because Melvin Gordon's too drunk right now. Yeah, no, I mean, Montgomery's been putting up really consistent numbers, though. He's consistently double digits, and he's having a lot of games where he's 15-plus points. So he's a consistent guy to have at that starting running back position, and the guy does have some running back trouble and could use him at a running back or flex position. So I might be able to do that, but I, my team is also pretty solid in this league. I have Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Chris Carson, Gordon and Montgomery kind of, I can play those two at, uh, at the running back position. And then I also have Terry McLaurin and Claypool as well. So if I could just get that tight end somehow. Side note, I I trade uh, Scary Terry, but that's that's a segment for another day. <laughs> I think this I think we go on for a while for that one. Um, but what we should move on to is uh, our last segment, and that's uh, the Eagles and Giants game uh, this Thursday. Um, we always try to target the Thursday games to get you guys, uh, you know, the most information as fast as possible. Um, James, who would you have as your start for uh, an Eagles Giants game? My stardom for this week for the Eagles Giants game is Devontae Freeman on the New York Giants. And the reason I say that is because you have a Giants team that needs to get Daniel Jones some help. And they need to get him some help fast because that offensive line isn't quite there yet. And Devontae Freeman's a guy, he's very talented, he can run in any position, he can run off the toss, he can catch passes. He can run up the gut. He can make all kinds of plays. And I think he's going to do that against the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe that the Giants are going to want to keep the football away from Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is receiving a lot of slander right now, and I don't think he deserves it. 
Um, I think that he's going to come into this week against the Giants and he's going to want to make some plays right away. So if the Giants are smart, they're going to want to keep the football away from a Carson Wentz who's going to come in guns blazing. And Devontae Freeman's the perfect guy to do that. Look for him to get multiple touchdowns this game. So my stardom is Devontae Freeman. That's that's, that's bold. Yep. And uh, multiple touchdown take. Yeah. But yeah, the bold. Yeah, that is a bold one. But he's, I do believe that this is a multiple touchdown game for Devontae Freeman. And with that, my sit is going to go to Daniel Jones because I know that Daniel Jones has shown the ability to play some decent games. And we got bye week season going on right now. So I don't know if people have picked up Dan- Daniel Jones for a temporary start, but I just don't see this as the week to, to, to start Daniel Jones because the Giants are going to want to win this game. And I believe that they're going to, go with the run this game to try to limit the Eagles on offense. So I'm going to go start him, Devontae Freeman, and sit him, Daniel Jones. I would have to agree with both of those probably. I mean, I, I like the fact that Devontae Freeman's got 17-plus touches in the last uh, three games. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's I mean, going to get him those, is, those uh, red zone looks. You know, he, I, I can't believe that it took as long as it did to get him signed because he's a, been a very, he, he, he is a bell cow caliber running back. If you give him the right kind of offensive line, the Giants just don't have a great team right now. Yeah, and that's why my stardom is going to be on the Eagles because the Giants are, in fact, one and five and absolutely trash. Um, my stardom will be Travis Fulgham from the Eagles. Um, he's only owned, surprisingly, in 31% of uh, Yahoo leagues and 43% of um, ESPN leagues. So he's very available. Um, but in the last two games, he's had. 10 targets and 13 targets. If you get that many looks a game, something good's going to happen. He's had a touchdown and three straight. Um, I would say currently with all the injuries to the Eagles receiving core, he's a wide receiver one. And um, he's got over 200 plus yards in the past two games, along with 16 total catches on those 23 targets. So I would say he's one of the most fantasy viable Eagles, if not the only fantasy viable Eagle. I think Carson Wentz is still good because I have have him in a couple of leagues. Um, but if I'd say the most confidence I have in an eagle right now is Travis Fulgham. And and then for my sit I have a giant, of course, and that's Evan Ingram. Uh, Evan Ingram is owned in 88% of both Yahoo and ESPN leagues, and he has one touchdown all year. And it's not even a receiving touchdown, it's a rushing touchdown. So that doesn't really speak well to the fact that he's getting the ball in the red zone. Uh, 20 catches all year, only 177 yards all year. Um, his targets have dropped significantly last two weeks. Um, the Giants offense all around is just not good. I wouldn't really start anybody on the Giants right now. It's kind of tough. Maybe Devontae Freeman, like you said, but I, I would sit a lot of the Giants. I would probably, I'd sit Evan Ingram if, unless you have no other options, but yeah, definitely look to move on from him this week. Yeah. He's been a disappointment this year, no doubt. And I do believe that your take with Fulgham is right because this is a game that, I mean, you saw what Philadelphia did against the the Ravens. They almost came back and winning that game. The Eagles are a team that is going to want to win this game because you're one, four and one. And this is a competitive division. So you got to look at both teams as teams that want to win this game because the Giants, I don't think they're tanking because I think they believe they got their guy in Daniel Jones. So both teams are going to want to win this game. So it's going to be an interesting battle. So look for some guys to potentially perk up in the fantasy numbers. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're going to tank either. If they if they tank at all, it might just be for tomorrow's offensive line. But it looks like Andrew Thomas isn't doing that great either. So hopefully they can 
they can write the ship, but the ship is sinking fast over in uh, Philadelphia and New York, really. Well, if Dallas doesn't start winning some games soon, it's going to be wide open in that division. That's just surprising that one and five is still one game back of the division lead. <laughs> that's just wild. Yeah, it's but crazy. That's man. 2020. That's 2020 for you, I guess. Um, James, any last second thoughts for you? No, sir. I think that that was a that was a good show. Yeah, I think we got right to the point. Um, you guys, hopefully you guys can have some luck this week. Better luck than I have in my league where I have three of my top three running backs on IR. Um, but best of luck to everybody. And as always, stay safe. Adios.